Hi, my name is Austin, and this is Dungeons and Dracon Beams. Uh, previously on Dungeons and Dracon Beams. The scene outside the cabin was tense as Dylan was put under scrutiny by Savannah. Dylan explains that the drugs that she had acquired were a last ditch plan to keep her dad occupied. She doesn't get much from either of them as she explains this, but it is clear when they take the drugs from her that they do not support this decision. The team moves forward with their mission, except now Cameron is on Dylan watch. The first victim was a man walking through the crosswalk, when the little crossing person symbol turned into the hand with no notice, followed by several cars who eased off the gas before slamming on the brakes as the lights suddenly started flickering through green, yellow, red, green, yellow, red. This worked out into somewhat of a system for letting one car through until the police arrived to direct traffic. Phones in the Department of Transportation in Ocean Grove began to ring. This consumed most of the calls to the emergency dispatchers for about half an hour, until one came over about a minor crash. No one was hurt, but the bumper was ripped off a car in the next district over. The already spread thin police couldn't get there quickly with all the signals going haywire, and not responding to the usual pings from the police cars approaching with lights and sirens blaring. All the lines at the government building for the DOTOG were now fully jammed. As the head IT guy for the entire transportation department was profusely sweating over his computer, trying desperately to figure out what sort of junk code nonsense was suddenly affecting the entire grid system, and coming to terms with the fact that he was going to have to call several people in after hours, which no one was going to be happy about, he saw in real time as another section of the city grid was being changed. He began to desperately lock out whatever he could on his computer, not at all expecting his Thursday night to go sideways like this. He glanced at his watch and came to terms with the fact that there was no way he was going to make it home in time for his D&D show. As police officer Brooks cruises away from filling out the accident report, he takes a side street hoping to avoid any streetlights on his way to the assigned crossroads where he would soon be directing traffic. It was an all-hands-on-deck kind of a night. He noted three workers, one red-headed, one blonde curly hair, and one wearing a beanie. He nodded to them, relieved to see someone from DOT was already on this. It's going to be a long night if they don't get this fixed soon. Skipping over the map of Ocean Grove and panning up above the rooftops, there are massive sections of the city where red and blue lights bounced off, reflecting off siding, glass, concrete. Nestled in the middle of this crescent strip of activity is a house where things are quiet. But activity is headed towards it, as a man driving a blue Mazda 3 winds his way through the neighborhood streets, flipping through the radio channels, oblivious to the two large birds of prey winging their way after him pell-mell. As he walks inside his house, he's pleased that his daughter is here so he can gift her the new case he bought her for her new phone, and he can hardly wait for the surprise he has planned for her later tonight, but first he's going to soak up some rare time with her before work. They settle in to watch My Girl, and that's the last thing he is aware of, until he wakes up a few hours later to the blaring car alarm. His daughter, Dylan, is saying something, and it takes him a minute to tune into it. Oh, he's sitting on his keys. He pulls them out of his pocket and shuts off the alarm, and then falls back into oblivion. The parks around the gardens were a lovely place to walk around at sunset. That's why Ruth came here to push her darling baby around and take in the evening air every day. She certainly wasn't fishing for compliments from the people walking around with the same idea, even though she positively beamed with pride every time someone acknowledged just how perfect her beautiful bundle of joy was. So it was with a magnanimity born of excessive contentment that she caught the snippet of conversation as she walked past a young man receiving a job offer and in her mind wished him all the luck in the world with his new job. As she continued to her car, she didn't note for even a moment the sudden muffling of sound behind her. 
She would never know that she was yards away from a forming alliance between a race of ancient androids, a couple teenagers, and one Andalite. She would have never believed it anyways. Space, the final frontier. Dylan's dad sits at the helm of a starship Enterprise, ready to issue commands. As his daughter turns to him, his first lieutenant, and alerts him to the hail signal, he boldly orders her to bring them up on the screen. It's a small blonde boy, and he's looking for his glasses. He can't see without his glasses. And then he starts to knock, tap, tap, tap on the screen. With a jolt, he sits up and realizes it's not the screen, it's his front door. He's asleep on the couch, and it's way too late. His big meeting is tonight. He jumps up and starts looking for his phone, but as he puts together what woke him up, he forces himself to stop and spare just a minute to appreciate his daughter's stunned expression as she sees her brand new car. He was so happy to be able to make her this happy and everything after everything they had been through. She's so excited, she bolts outside and hops in. He smiles to himself. Yeah, he did great. And as the yellow Mustang roars away, to adjoining street, a large bird dives through the window, and that's where we are now. My name is Dylan. My name is Cameron. My name is Zach. My name is Savannah. My name is Axemili Escaluth Estill. We can't tell you where we live. Or our last names. You're all in danger. Very real danger. The Yurks are infesting more people every day. There's too many of them. I'm not even sure if we can win. Oh. We can't win. Try. Maybe we can't. But we can fight. Our only hope is to hold them off until help comes. Who can know how long that will be? We have only one weapon. The Andalite morphing technology. And that's the ability to turn into any creature that we can touch. I still can't believe it. It's insane. I know. We were given this power by a brave ally named Alfangor. 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 Fangor, who went against his people's wishes. He broke his people's laws. We fight for him. But we also fight for you. And for others. We fight for the entirety of Earth. Yeah, we've gained allies, but Matea. we've lost people along the way, too. We've learned not to trust anyone. Not anyone. Nobody. Anyone. Anyone can be a Yerk. A controller. Even you. Hopefully it matters. Dylan, Cameron looks at you with his osprey eyes, and he says, Hey, whatever Zack did, worked. The roads are all backed up around here, especially around the bridges to the northeast. I think it's the northeast. Nice. Now we just gotta keep an eye on my dad and make sure that he can't make it. Yeah, he's already pretty late. What do you want to do? Are we going to, you want me to stay in the air or? Yeah, keep an eye on him. Okay. I'll stay close to both of you. All right. And uh, Dylan's just going to look for a place to pull over and park. You go a little ways down the road, like where you couldn't just see out of the house and see you. And you find like a little uh, parking spot that you can, you can park at. Sweet. Cameron hops up to the open window. And then flutters off and like as he climbs into the air, he's like kind of circling around the neighborhood. Uh, Can you still hear me? Can you still hear me? Yeah. 
Zach, you're in this car, and as you guys are going down the road outside of the gardens, Craig kind of turn and look back at you, and they'll say, "So, Zach, may I ask you a question?" Yeah. What are your thoughts on morphing sentient creatures such as humans? Um, uh, Xander says, Craig. That is intrusive. Thoughts? No, it's cool, man. Yeah. Um, you don't have to answer. Uh, you know, it's important. We're going to be working together. Like, we should kind of share our strategies or whatever. Um, yeah, like, you know, it's not something to do all the time. But there's some times you just need to be a person. Ideally, you know, not anybody that can get in trouble for wherever you're at or whatever. And, you know, sparingly, with permission, where possible, etc., etc. Interesting. And do you, do you feel the same if we were to take the likeness of an actual human being? Um, don't you already do that? No, most of these are generated. Oh, so you mean, um, by virtue of the fact that, like, you're creating one accidentally or like uh, artificially like therefore it is not really a human but are you not living as that human oh so therefore does it not become real it's like a whole Descartian thing right so like you act as human so therefore you are right that is yes I, I agree but that's not what I was asking no I know we do take on these human lives we don't take someone's likeness and copy it Oh, yeah, I got you. But we could. But in effect, though, you do, right? Because, like, there's they say that there's only so many different combinations. So, even, like, within the current population of Earth, there's, like, was it six or seven other people that look exactly like you? Maybe. We have to account for that randomness within our holograms as well. Yeah. So, but, like, you're not going to copy anybody that exists within the local population. And I guess local population is relative to you. We don't copy anyone. What you're saying sounds good and is probably correct from a human perspective, but their their technology is way more advanced. And I'm also missing the point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, like, if you're just I don't know copying the mayor, that's probably not good. Um, but if you had permission, I think that'd be okay. What if? copying the mayor was imperative to the mission. Yeah, well, if the mayor specifically is needed in that moment, then yeah. You have to do what you gotta do for the mission. You have to put the needs of many over the the needs of a few, right? Spock. So, so how important is the mission compared to the potential damage you could do to that person? 
Some humans would say the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Um, yeah, I agree there too, theoretically, but like I don't know that, that necessarily correlates because like it might be a low risk and a huge reward, or it might be a huge risk with a low reward. Hmm. Well, I only ask to understand you as well as your species, so any input that I get is... Oh, I'm not a spokesman for the species. Yeah, but you're part of it. Yeah, so like you now have .0000001% of the data you need. Oh, I've been keeping records for a long time. Okay, cool. As long as I'm not representative for the species as a whole. Well, you are one. Not as not, a... As... Not a representative an individual not representative of yeah you know a data point you get stats right you're like yes cool so what's your plan tonight yes i'm really just trying to stop a one thing from happening so um until i get you know further instructions or whatever that was the whole point of the traffic thing we get here, like, I'm just gonna see what Van needs us to do. Hmm. Very well. Yeah, looks forward. And you continue down the road as you see cop lights flashing on the roads parallel to you as they're moving through the city. Savannah, you're in the air. Are you staying with the car, or are you heading further ahead stay with the car sort of because it's going to be faster so she's kind of going to go on a direct line but if she can keep the the roadways well enough in the same site she'll head on a direct line towards the observatory Aximili is near enough to you to thought speak but he is making sure to keep his distance just so it doesn't look like you all are flying together Savannah are we going to wait for the rest of them to join us, or are we going in without them? I think we should go in without them. We should get started as soon as possible. Okay. You two, as you pull ahead, you're making pretty good time. You can actually like see the different grids almost where Zach has changed. The way the traffic is all kind of bunched up in there. It does cause some of the surrounding areas to even have their traffic slow down. It's going to take a while for anybody to get across Ocean Grove. Dylan, as you're sitting in the car, just looking at your phone and finishing up the important contacts and logging in, adding your passwords or whatever, how long do you sit before you do anything? Um, probably until I hear anything from Cameron again. After about 15 minutes, Cameron says, Hey, your your dad, he's out of the house on the front porch just looking back and forth. Yeah, he's yelling your name now. Okay, good. That means he doesn't know where I went. I'm going to try and get a few streets over. Okay, cool. Uh, and she's going to pull out of the parking lot and try to drive a little bit further away. Easy enough for you to, you know, just drive around 
You do see a, vroom, a cop car with its lights on fly past you. You do see a two cars like behind the cop car. One has just tinted windows. The other is just a box truck. They keep moving the opposite direction of you. You get to a, a nice, another place to park. Yeah, and as soon as she does, she's going to call her dad. As you call, go straight to voicemail. Straight? Oh, I turned it off. Good, good. All right. Nice. He hasn't found it yet. That's good. He went back in the house. Yeah, he's going to find it soon then. You need me to do anything? Like, no, I don't I, even know what I, can. I need you to keep an eye on him. Will do. Thank you. Another 20 minutes goes past and Cameron says, okay, he, he came back out and he's like dressed now and he's starting to walk down the street. Doesn't look like he has the phone. Why would he leave without his phone? She's going to try and call him again. Straight to voicemail. Who leaves the house without a phone? Oh, he's going to the neighbor. All right. He's knocking on the door. He's talking to him. He went inside. Which neighbor? Uh, The left side. Okay. All right. Her her light was the one that came on and got me. Oh, shit. I'm going to go down lower and see if I can see anything. Okay, yeah, and listen, too. Oh, I can see right in. Her curtain's open in her kitchen. He's... It looks like he's got her phone. And then your phone rings. <laughs> nice. Uh, I'm going to give it, like, I'm going to give it to the last possible second to answer it. He looks panicked. All right. As soon as I think that, like, I might miss it, I'm going to, I'm going to answer. Dad, this car is amazing. Hey, Dylan. Hey, Dad. Hey, uh, where are you? Oh, I'm, I'm stuck in this crazy traffic. Somebody slashed my tires. What? Yeah. And I didn't know where you were. It kind of freaked me out a little bit. But you're safe. Is everything okay? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't know what's going on with. You know, everything like the the whole grid is like messed up. So I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, I'm good. I had to pull over so that you know I could answer. That's that's very responsible, Dylan. I'm proud of you for that. But can you turn around? I think I'm gonna need a ride in. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I'll try. I don't know if I can make it through all this. I can't find my phone either. I've tried. I don't know. I've looked everywhere. Can you try to call it? Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go back over to the house to look for it. Uh, Please try to get back as soon as you can. Okay, Dad. Okay. Uh, Love you. Be careful. Love you, too. Don't, Don't give any strangers rides. Never. Okay. And she hangs up the phone. Yeah, he waited for you to hang up. But giving her the phone back, she's she's asking, trying to offer him a water or something. He's leaving though. All right, walking back. Yeah, he's back at your house now. He's going in. Sweet. He's gonna look for the phone. 
That'll take him a while. Nice. Anything we should do in between? No, just... I don't think that we can get a hold of anybody. Uh, that's probably true. After another 20 minutes, you're still sitting in your in your car, in your parking spot, and no new news from Cameron. Zach. Because of the backed up traffic on some of the bridges, they took the way around the gardens to the right and down towards that bridge. But still, some of the the, the traffic there is just still crazy. Yeah, because other people are, you know, obviously going to try to go that way. So it is taking you longer. Probably haven't heard from Savannah in a little while. I'm going to look at the clock on the dashboard. 6.30. It's just Xander and Craig in the car, right? Yes. Xander's driving. Yes. Uh, hey, Xander, do you think you can, like, get down a side road or something? Um, like an alley, like somewhere that I could, you know, make a quick change. No one can see in here. I mean, your tent's pretty dark, dog, but, like, it's not... It's not like a mirror. You can make it to where no one can see in here. Okay, well, I think they'll notice an owl flying out of your uh, car, though, so... Right, no problem. And he'll drive for a little ways... There's a lot of chaos and stuff going on. He pulls down an alleyway. It looks, you know, pretty secluded. 6.30 is dusk, right? Is it getting dusk or is it still pretty light out? The sun is starting to set. I'm going to do, like, another check around. I know that they've parked and they say it's okay, but, like, I'm going to still, just to make myself feel better, look around. Like, I'm checking on building tops, like, looking for cameras, that kind of shit. Yeah, you look around and this looks like... It's an alleyway that nobody's in right now. You don't see any cameras on like the sides of the buildings or anything like that. It even has the what's starting to become the humanimal favorite cover of a dumpster in this alleyway. Yeah, love a dumpster. <laughs> I'm not gonna use it though. I'm just gonna morph in the car. I'm just gonna morph. Um, pretty gross. You probably don't want to watch. I would like and, to. Uh, Craig says as he turns around. It's fucking weird, bro. Uh, it's really... If it is uncomfortable, I will, I will not. Look, it's just the way you said that that I don't like. Oh. Um, you could have just done it without saying... You know what? It's fine. I gotta go. Uh, Craig is programmed to be awkward, Xander says. Oh. Well, it's fucking top-tier programming, dog. He picked, he picked it. It's a, he's weird. I I'm gonna it. go now. Yeah. I'm sitting in the back seat, and I've, like, stripped the shirt off, and you know how awkward it is in the back seat of a car to get your pants yeah. off. We all, we've all been there. <laughs> he kind of, like, shimmies them down, and they're, like, around his ankles. But he hasn't, like, gone the full, you know, he hasn't taken care of everything. Uh, Craig's got his fucking seat back all the way like an asshole, so, like, he can't, can't like, get down next to the shoes. Kicks the shoes off, just, like, gets the, the heels off, you know? And then the more... Uh, begins. He's like kind of hunched in and he just sort of shrinks down into his pelvis and the legs sort of shrink up like spaghetti. Like oh. feathers are poofing out in patches. I feel like he never manages to get like a nice 
it's always just Craig gets to totally see when his human head just sort of melts into his neck and an owl face just sort of comes out of his chest and then everything else just sort of shrinks down around it the way it should go. It didn't go in the right order. It didn't go the right way. It's fucking extra nasty just for Craig. Hell yeah. The way he likes it. He gets fully morphed and goes, Oh, could someone roll down the back window? I like forgot. No. <laughs> Perfect. Good foley work. And then he takes takes off. Starts heading towards the observatory as fast as his little owl wings can go. Savannah. As you're flying, you see a man's watch and you check the time. Get closer to 6.45 now and you can see the observatory set in the mountains towards the north of Ocean Grove. How do you want to approach? Going directly to the observatory. There's no need as an owl to try and obfuscate what I'm doing here. I would love to do like a really quick circle of that thing and see like what we can see around it. And we've been there before on a school trip. Yeah. Mm hmm. Okay, cool. So she's going to be keeping in mind, like, focusing on, like, entrances and, and different places that she knows that she's gone in, but looking for anything else that's, like, a good entry point. Accidentally will, too. So you do notice he has been a little bit quiet, and he seems to just be staring ahead as he's just looking at the observatory. But And you see him doing that as you're circling and start looking around. There are buildings on the outside, but this is all nestled into a mountainside. So the observatory sits outside of, it sits at the base and then there's a tower that comes out of it. Looks like it goes up four floors, including the ground floor. The aquarium, there is like an entrance building, but it looks like the aquarium is built into the cave. There are some buildings that are outside, but the majority of it is in in the mountainside. Entry points. So you can obviously fly right over any kind of gate or entrance way that they have. To get into the observatory and the where the telescope is, there's a main entrance. You look around, it looks like there's windows on pretty much every floor, but not the top floor where the, the lens for the telescope comes out. It is like one of those big lens telescopes even if it's just for show that is what it looks like on the top of it and that's what you get as you fly around and you're like kind of glancing around the telescope lens is that open you would have to get a little bit closer and check it out then i think at that point what she'll do is just say accidentally what's what we're looking for to get you what you need to do with the transmission I will need to infiltrate their systems, install the Z-Space transponder. And you, you see in his talon is a little circular uh, bead looking object. And then establish the connection and then have the meeting. Okay, so we're looking for the computer room here. Uh, yes, or whatever room has access to the telescope controls. Is there anything that would tell us where that might be? Well, you were pretty young when, whenever your field trip went there and 
they may have mentioned it, like how it works and all that, but you don't, you can't recall it at the moment. Do I know what floor the gift shop was on? <laughs> it's just common sense is gonna tell you it's probably on the first floor. Axe I'm gonna keep going closer. Let's look for a way in. I don't believe it's on the first floor. That's like the gift shop and, and stuff like that. Very well. And he'll kind of go the opposite way of you and kind of circle around the middle. You see that where the telescope comes out, there is a gap and an opening where you can see into the room that's in there. It's dimly lit. Yeah, but I've got owl eyes, my friend. What do I see in there? Just through this, this opening, you can see the floor and then a desk and the dimly lit part is some kind of illumination coming from on top of the desk. Computer screen, probably. Axe can you see into the building right there? I think you can actually see into maybe a room like we would need. I do. There's some kind of electrical glow coming from the desk. That may be the control room. I'd have to go in to check it out. Do you want to go in or do you want me to go in? I will need to be the one that eventually goes in. I might as well. We could both, or would you rather stay out here and keep a lookout? I don't know that I'll be much help being a lookout out here because I can't see into the room. Maybe uh, you go in first, and if it's clear, I'll follow you in. If it's not, just abandon immediately. Yes, that makes sense. And you see him kind of bank, uh, tuck his wings, and dive towards the hole. As you're flying, he disappears under the telescope lens. Zach, uh, give me another athletics check. Nope. Oh. Nope. Couple negative ones for you. Whatever is going on with you right now, you're just tired. And you feel like you should probably take a little, a little break. Uh, roll me a perception check, though, as you're up in the air and huffing and puffing as a bird. Not 20. As you're, like, huffing and puffing and looking around, you notice a police car with its sirens on, and it's moving down the road. People are clearing out of its way, and behind it is a black car with tinted windows and a box truck. On the side of the box truck, it says... Watts Construction. Don't ring a bell. It's headed the same way you are. I'm gonna dive down closer to the box truck and try to listen for noises inside it and the car. Black Thunder car. I don't care about the cop. The box truck is really noisy underneath it rattles a lot and it's hard to to make out what's coming from underneath or what's coming from inside you might be able to take another pass at it if you get a different angle yeah I, I'm gonna try to look in the windows of maybe the box truck inside the box truck you see just two guys in there you can't see into the back it's just kind of like a, a wall in the cab 
how far do we have to go before we get to the observatory? They're fucking zooming down these roads following this cop. And you are just getting in the cross section of the blue, yellow, orange, and light blue districts right in front of the military base. They're going way faster than I can go, aren't they? You being up in the air may let you keep some kind of pace with them. They'll probably get to whatever destination before you, but you you won't be far behind them. I'm going to try to dive down and grab the top of the truck. Get some talons into a rivet or something. I mean, it's not hard. You definitely get your talons into this yeah? box truck, but then like the wind hits you as you try to kind of fold your wings and you fold back. You manage to right yourself and spread your wings. I'm going to try it again, but this time as I dive, I'm going to hook the talons, but keep the wings open and use them to like angle down and give myself downward pressure, like the spoiler on the back of the car. This actually manages to help you out. You find a rail. Okay. But yeah. And I grind, I grind the rail. Yeah. I'm uh, just going to hang out with this truck. Skitching on the truck. Uh, My skitching? But- I thought I was just grabbing the top of it. I caught a truck, well, sk- and I'm going to disembowel it. Not really skitching, but there's no real equ- equivalent word that I can think of. Surfing? Surfing. I stay corrected. Dylan, you're in the car. Dylan, he's still inside looking. Dylan's going to attempt to call his phone. Straight to voicemail. Oh, no, she says. I, that This plan is working out amazing. Heck yeah. I shouldn't have said that, maybe. Oh, did you just jinx us? Uh, maybe if we don't put it, if we don't believe in that, then it won't, it's not. We just, like, put it out into the universe. Okay. Dylan is gonna, like, cross her fingers and then get out of the car and turn around three times and plop, 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 spit. Oh, nice moves. I didn't, I didn't know those. I saw it on TV. I'm gonna, I'll... Do it. I'll demorph and do it if you if you want me to. I mean, you probably need to demorph soon anyway, right? Um, I I think I got a little bit longer. Hang on, let me go check the clock. Okay. I probably got another forty-five ish. Sweet. So really, thirty. I should probably be more than thirty. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you have any idea where you're going to go for that? I mean, that shed and behind your house has been pretty good. Okay, just keep an eye on, uh, you know, neighbors, dad, security lights, you know? Maybe I'll get up, I'll do a Zach. I'll get up in a tree and, and demorph anymore. That sounds terrifying and also awesome. You convinced me. After about 15 more minutes, you get a call from your your dad on your phone. She's going to wait just a second and then answer it. 
Dylan. Hey, Dad. Dylan, where are you? Uh, I had to park because you called, and it took me forever to find a spot. Oh. Are you are you close to being home? I don't know. It's really, really backed up out here. I'm going to just call Uber. I don't know if Uber's going to get to you. Also, you don't call Uber. What do you mean you don't call them? How do you get a hold of them? Have you never like cab? Have you never Ubered without me? No, you yeah, just with you. Oh my god. Do you even have the app on your phone? It's an app? I was going to Oh like, my the number. god. Uh, Sometimes I'm like, I have a hip, cool dad. He's so great. He's so young and hip. And then you say things like that, and I'm like, this mo is old. Well, I had a Razor phone. What is that? Your phone used to shave you. What? It was just sleek. Like, why do they have so many like multi-use items? It's so weird. I guess wanted to be efficient back in my day. Ugh. You ever heard of a talk boy? A what? It was on this movie called Home Alone and he could record. He could oh. change the Okay, yeah, you showed me that movie. Yeah. It's weird. That kid was hunting those people. Well, they deserved it. Okay. Probably. They to steal Christmas from the kids in the second one. Orphans. You know how we feel about orphans. Yeah. Oh, shit. I got, I'm late for work. Listen, I got to call this Uber, download this app or something. Um, maybe some, maybe a neighbor can take me. I don't know. You're not going to be back soon. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to get there. If you can just wait, I'm trying to get there. I don't know, Dylan. I'm already pretty late. I'm just going to go ahead and call them, and if they show up before you, then okay. If not... Yeah, Dad, call Uber. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Shit. No, you should You should call them. I bet that they can send someone if you call them. All right, I'll try that. Call their customer support. All right. I think I got to get off here. I'll, uh, hurry if you can. Love you. Be careful. Good job pulling over when I talk, called you. Thanks. Okay, I'm going to try and get to you, though. Okay, thanks. Okay, bye. Bye, bye. You're so weird. Click. Cameron, we got to do something. Uh, what, What happened? What did he say? He's gonna call an Uber. Uh, I know he's so old. Call an Uber, yeah, with a smoke signal. <laughs> oh man! I don't know if we got to do anything, Dylan. But, yeah, we actually do. But, yeah, you know, we, do, know, we do. We do though. Yeah, we yeah. do. Oh man. Uh what are we gonna do? How we do get his phone. I don't can you get his phone? You probably can't get his phone. Well, maybe if, if you go in and open a window. But then if you're I'm back, he's not there. <laughs> Shit. 
a hub. Maybe the back window in the kitchen's still open. I can try that. Yeah, it should be. We didn't close it, right? I don't think so. I give it a shot. Just tell me to do it. <sighs> be so careful. I don't. He's not gonna. He wouldn't hurt a fly. He's not gonna hurt you. I hope not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Here, here I go. Cameron hasn't responded back. It's been... I mean, he should have been in and at least gave you some kind of message by now. Cameron. What the fuck, man? I'm going to crank the car and I'm going to call Dad. One ring he picks up. Hello? Hey, is everything cool? Well, I, there's some loud noise just hit against the back window and cracked it. And there's this, there's this bird laying outside. Okay. It looked like it was trying to come in. The window was open some. Mm, that's unfortunate. Okay. All right. Um, I'm... I'm just a couple streets over. I'll be there in just a second, and I'll take care of the bird. You know how to take care of this? I sure don't, but I'm gonna. Okay. Oh, okay. Should I do anything for it? Make sure it's breathing, please. Okay, I'm gonna go outside. I got the Uber thing and put in my credit card. Okay, but if I'm home soon, then you don't need that, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I just... You know, tra- you said traffic. I don't know. I'll cancel it when you get here. Okay, they might still charge you, just so you know. Shit. Yeah, if it's like within ten minutes, they're still going to charge you. All right, you're just a couple of streets over? Yeah. Huh. All right, I'll go ahead and, I'll go ahead and cancel it since you're right there. I'm going to... S- See if this bird's breathing. Hang on a second. You hear the phone shuffle around a little bit. Door open. Close. All right, little guy. Don't bite me or anything. Uh, It's hard to tell. I think I see his body rising, but I can't tell. Okay. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. All right. I'll be there in just a second. All right. And Dylan is already driving, like, on the phone, but just trying not to sound like she's driving. He's, like, put the phone down as he's, like, looking over the bird. And he's saying, um, it's not moving, but I do see its chest is rising and falling. Okay, good. Um... I don't even want you to touch it. I don't even want you to touch it. Okay. Yeah. Might not go back to its babies. All right. Just to let you know, I put you on speakerphone and I am driving. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Be careful. It'll probably take you less than five minutes to get back to your house. You pull in. 
I take the keys out of the ignition and I shove them underneath the back seat before I get out. This man could not find his phone for 45 minutes. He definitely not going to find them keys. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, in the backyard, standing over an osprey, it looks like its beak is like bent in. And your dad's kind of over it, just kind of looking at it, not touching it. He shows you a picture. It looks... I think this is the same bird, and he has an osprey on his phone. But it was like, but the beak and the face and stuff look different. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm gonna deal with this. You, you go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are the keys in the car? Yeah, I threw them. I don't know where they are. I threw them. I was. Thank you. Thank you. Really upset. Let me know how that, how that, how he turns out. She turns out. It turns out. Okay. All right. And he kind of Go. runs, jogs. Scoop him up immediately. Cameron, you get the fuck up. You do feel his body's shallow breathing, but he doesn't wake up. I'm going to... Dylan, like, takes her fingers and starts rubbing underneath his chin. And on his chest. And is like, come on, man. Come on. You can do it. Please get up. As you're like kind of massaging his chest and his like under his neck area instead of it like being long drawn out and deep breaths it starts to become a little bit more normal as it starts to become more normal she's gonna like like with him scooped up take him over behind the shed come on dude get up get up i'm gonna start pulling feathers i swear to god do another persuasion just take a crit 20 it's fine yeah. <laughs> I take a 20. You. I'll take the crit 20, I guess. Do I raise my roof on that? I don't remember. If it works. If, it, if it's not against me, then yes. Oh, oh, it's against. Oh, well then no, you don't get anything. Hey, then I won't be able to fly that well. <sighs> morph what now. Morph now. Morph now. It's safe. I don't care if it's safe. Morph now. Okay. You see the changes slowly start as the engine revs up from the driveway. Zach, you're sketching along on, or, sorry, surfing along on this, on this trip. Scratton. Now that I'm closer, I'm going to keep trying to listen. Because I do want to try to figure out what's in this truck. Because, like, I have a sneaking suspicion, but, like... Okay. It's still a little too hard to hear inside the box truck. But what you do catch is a woman's voice, a familiar woman's voice, on the phone in the car in front of you. It's hard as hell to get around this city now. I'm going to miss my 8 o'clock appointment, but I'm going to still make it for the 9. We have a police escort. You hear the familiar voice of Joan Reese. It's in my head. You hear sounds in there. They're just okay. a mix of sounds that's hard to make out. because Anything that sounds like claws on metal? Something sounds similar to that. Confirmed enough. I'm just going to like keep like looking forward. And when we get close enough to the observatory, I'm going to start 
trying to ping Van or Max. You are now on that straight ahead road between the red and the blue districts. Straight ahead of you, six miles away, is the observatory. You're basically on the road. All roads lead to the observatory. Savannah, as Aximili has uh, dove down and disappeared underneath the telescope lens, you hear maybe 10 seconds later, there's no one in here. All right, I'll follow him in. Uh, yeah, no, just right through the largest part of the opening and then immediately trying to flare wings and like stay above desk level, above computer level, under ceiling level. You swoop down and in, and as you do, you see whether it is decorative or this is the way it was built and it still works like that. Lining the walls, there's gears, and it, it looks like they all connect together, like like the inside of a clock. It's just gears all around. Like like the shifting internal components of a telescope moving left and right kind of thing? Yeah, kind of cool. like that. Rad as hell. And there's also that glow is coming from a computer screen. It's on a desk, but it's like the desk is set into the whole mechanism. So it's like this control center is is for this whole thing. And it's built into it. It looks like uh, from just your initial, you know, swoop in. There is a an opening that kind of leads to a staircase that you can you can see out of a window of the door. You can see the staircase. And there's a window in the door, and we can see a stairwell through it. Correct. Okay. Does the door have an obvious lock on it? It is like one of those handles that that you can like lift up or down. You know, you want to mean like in Jurassic Park that the Velociraptors can grab. Got yep. it. There is like a way to lock it from the inside. Okay, so it's locked already. Yeah. All right. Um, Eximili, does this look like an appropriate place for you to attempt to install the transponder? Uh, you see him. He's, he's kind of standing on the desk, kind of looking at the screen. I believe this is the control, the control room. But it looks like the telescope is not currently powered on, and I don't see anything in here to turn it on. Uh, the power supply may be on a different level. Okay. Installing that will take time, correct? Correct. Do you think you could walk me through it if I go back out of here and start observing around the telescope for a place to turn it on? Uh, it should be labeled and it is, it should just be a switch. There shouldn't be any kind of, you shouldn't need any other knowledge than being able to flip a switch. I can probably handle that. The trick may be finding it, I'm not sure. Yeah, that I think I could probably figure out out of here. I could probably find where the wires lead. I will begin. All right. I'll come back and try to listen out as soon as I can. Uh, one more thing, Savannah. Should I make the call first, or should I 
sabotage the information, or is that what you plan to have the androids do? If the androids can get back here and sabotage the information, that would be great, but we are going to have to do that ourselves as well. Is that first? I think we have to call the Andalites first. We need backup for the entirety of Earth. We will do that. Okay. He starts to grow his little owl body as he's demorphing. I'm flying back out to try and find the power source to the telescope. As you like flutter up to back to the exit, he'll say, the power supply will probably be in here somewhere, in the tower somewhere. Are you just going to get a better look around? Yeah, I'm just trying to find kind of a source. Wires or, or a large, I don't know, tube channel of some sort that looks like it might be where the power goes. If they have updated their building, maybe there would be some some sign on the outside of rewiring. So I look for any any part of the building that looks newer or updated. As she's kind of flying back out around this tower, like literally she's, the first thing is just circling the tower. And then it's going to be starting to look for what Axe described, any sign of like new construction or signs, power, anything like that. Whoever they hired to do this or whatever, they did a pretty good job because it takes you some looking to see this cable. There has been part of the wall, outside wall taken out, wires ran through and then like covered back up, but made to look like how it looked before. These big cables that you've discovered lead to the third floor. As you kind of circle around the third floor, you do see like there's more gears decorating a big box. And it looks like some kind of server box that looks like it could be it. On the other side is just an office with a door that kind of leads out into. So there's, it's basically split into two. One side, the left side is where that, that server box is. On the right side is where the office is. And there's a door with another window, like the top floor that you can look in from the right side of the building, see through the door into the left room through that window but the server server box is what it seems like the wiring is going to yes okay can i get in there uh there are windows but all of them are closed i will also say as you circle around in the side where the server box is are steps that lead up and on the side steps that lead down the steps that lead up are they on the same side as the room upstairs that Axe is in? They are. So logically I could conclude the stairway probably leads there? Yep. And in the server room, if I can see into it, is there a door in there as well, like the one upstairs? There is the one that leads to the other steps, yes. And then there is also another door that leads into that office on the right. And there's the only way into this room is probably like breaking into a window or coming down those steps? At least from this floor, it looks like that would be the only way. Okay, I think Savannah will circle back up into the room that Axe is in. She'll dive back in there. He is demorphed and 
already. Um, he looks like he has. He's underneath where that monitor is, and he's ha he has a panel pulled off, and he's working in there. Uh, I think Savannah will land in there and start demorphing and saying, I think I can get to the server box downstairs and at some point, human self, and get to um, to turn the power on from there. I think I can just go down the steps. I guess. Be, be careful and yell if you need anything. He goes back to work. One of his stalk eyes watching you. Dylan, Cameron is starting to finish up his morph, but you, you've heard... Does Cameron still have claws? Yeah, does Cameron still have feathers? Yes, but they are also seem to be seeping into it. Um, Dylan's going to reach out and uh, grab one of his little, his little peets, one of his little feet, and say, this might hurt, and I'm really sorry. Uh, and she's going to slash it at her arm with it. Yeah. That hurt you. I knew it was going to hurt me, but I was more worried about you right now. Uh, and then she's going to grab a feather and snag it and take off. All right, I'll be back. Thought she picked off. Uh, she's running to the front to try and catch Dad. He is pulling out of your driveway as you come around the house. He looks like he's about to just take off down the street, but you still have time to try to get his attention somehow. She's going to, like, try and, like, hold her arm that she's just cut and, like, wave the feather in the air, yelling, Dad! Dad! The car moves down the street. Dylan says, what the fuck am I doing? And pulls out her phone and calls him. <laughs> uh, it rings a couple of times and then, Hello? Hey, it cut me. It got me. It, it, it got me. I'm bleeding. Down the road. You hear? Uh, do you need? Do you need help? Like, do you need me to? T do you need to go to the hospital or something? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, a wild animal did put its um claw thingy into my body, so probably. But I'll go wash it with like antiseptic if you think that's fine. Uh, maybe you should do that anyway. But I'm I'm. And you see him pulling back into the driveway now. Uh, I can take you. Where, where's the bird? It flew off. Okay. Do you want to wash your arm first or just go ahead and go? Actually, let's just go ahead and go. She gets in the car. And you see he's already texting. And he sends a message and puts his phone down and puts the car in reverse and pulls out. And on this ride at stoplights or stop signs, he takes some time to look at his phone and he sends some more messages you don't get all of the messages but you do see that he's text a person named Professor Barron and he's text that Michelle girl clutching her arm and like like she's kind of got her arm under the seat belt too where she just kind of put it over her that I'm I'm so sorry dad I was trying to make sure that you could go, and I was, I was careless. He just kind of looks at you and kind of squints, and he says, don't, no, you can't, you were doing something nice for that bird. 
you got caught up in traffic. Look, it's not your fault, Dylan. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird question to ask, and it's weird to ask it right now. But are you seeing somebody? He fumbles his phone and uh, like panics and like puts his hands back on the wheel, and he says, "Uh, well, I, what uh, what makes you ask that? I mean, yeah, I'll answer that. I'm just saying, what what makes you ask that? I don't know. You you just been like." goofier which I didn't think was possible but like a little bit right and like smiling a lot and texting which is weird for you because olds don't do that yeah we we called people back in my day exactly yeah (laughs) he's he kind of looking forward and every now and then he'll like glance over when he's talking to you but right now he's kind of looking forward and he just starts to smile and he says um there's this girl from work I knew it <laughs> he kind of laughs uh, her name is Michelle and she's really cool but I mean we haven't done anything you know we haven't went on any kind of dates or anything it's just a lot of hanging around each other at work and talking about you know the stars and what we want to do with with our careers things like that gross yeah is that is that okay that you like somewhat yeah it's okay why would it not be okay well I just I don't know why it might not be okay, but it might not be. So I wanted to ask. I don't know. You are the most important thing in my life. So if she's going to become something important, I probably should have brought it up, but I'm glad you did. I, I, it would be something nice to talk about with you. Yeah. Yeah, I want to know. And I want you to be happy with someone. (laughs) Gross. Well, she's a cosmologist. Nerds. (laughs) And he just kind of giggles as he keeps moving forward. And at stop signs, he. You'll hear his phone text while he's driving. And he'll kind of look at it and like side glance at you, but then wait till he gets to the stop sign and then picks it up, kind of checks it. And yeah, just smiling as he's texting. Zach, as you move further and further down the road, closer to the observatory, you see underneath the telescope lens an owl dive into the uh, top floor. Down. Still no response from ThoughtSpeed. At this, is the observatory up a mountain at all? Uh, it is. It's set in the mountain base, but like, yeah, there are some hills okay. that kind of lead up to it. 
So I'm wondering if, like, the, at some point the road is going to become a series of switchbacks, and then I can just take off from the truck and start flying straight up, and thereby beat them. We'll say you're getting to about that point now, where those there's the few switchbacks that lead to the parking lot of the observatory. All right, then I'm going to wait until the first time they're uh, approaching one and starting to slow down, and I'm going to, like, let their momentum launch me off. I'm going to, like, work with the physics of it to get off. You almost thermal-like rise into the air off of this wind. You... I start swirling, yeah. and I go up lazily. Yeah, cute. Yeah, so as I'm going, I'm fucking screaming, Dad! Eventually, yeah, you hear it in your head as you get to the door, Savannah. So I can just turn around to Axmillian and say, tell him to get in here now. Savannah says, get in here now. There is an opening underneath the telescope. Yeah, all right, I will. Um, There's a van and, like, a police escort and Reese's mom. They're all coming. I'm pretty sure I heard, I don't know, uh, big, scary aliens in the van. Just, you know, in the box truck. Not in van. You know what I'm saying? I think I know what you're saying. Stock eyes are locked on you, Savannah. Meanwhile, I'm heading for that uh, opening under the, under the telescope. Maximilian, I think we have to change courses here. If they're already putting an entire escort of, of hork and things on here, I think we need to erase our tracks. I'll still try to go turn the telescope on if we can do both, but I think we have to switch, switch tactics. I am halfway through ins- installing the transponder. Let's hope that Zack has the chi with him. Nope, they're stuck in traffic. I took off so I could get here sooner. I'm sure they'll be along shortly. Okay. Well, I guess let's get both of you on it and I'll see if there's anything I can do to stall these guys. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, as you drop, give me one more perception check while you're outside. How? Nat 20, baby. As you drop from the air and let the the wind flow through your feathers and you're going for the opening of the underneath the telescope you see the van uh the or the box truck pull around side of the tower and it kind of backs up into like a loading bay the car is parked in front of the tower of the observatory i'm making a mental map of loading bay distance to thing I don't know what the corridors inside look like, obviously, but, like, just distance is what I'm trying to figure out. Trying to calculate, like, if it's a straight run, how far away are they from where inside we are? So you remember that, like, you mostly were in that observatory where you watch the show. So that is a big building, and it sits to the left of the tower. The van pulls to the back right of the tower from where you are you know from the inside there is like a big meeting room there's a few offices there's like the security office and then there's the gift shop on the ground floor Uh, and that's kind of what you remember we've got about like five minutes before there's troops here 
Probably less, actually. There's there the, that truck is pulling up to the loading dock. You're in now on the top floor. Okay. Um, I'm demorphing, and like as I'm demorphing, I'm just gonna be like, you guys take care of cameras, right? We just got here. We haven't done anything yet. Zex puts a pumps the brakes. I'm gonna pump the brakes on that demorph, and uh, with my owl eyes, just do a quick scan of the room. So as you kind of look around, no cameras. Not in not in this room. I don't I don't see any cameras, Max. Do you see any? There is a camera on this on this monitor, but I have disabled it. Hey. Right. Okay. Cool. Then Zach demorphs. Savannah does not. She's waiting and and she's kind of thinking now. She's just taking a second to consider what to do next. Uh, okay. Um, how can I help? He like cracks his knuckles. Axamilly has like now stood up and he's now using the keyboard and no longer on the floor. As he's like already started to make his way through the computer and everything, he says, it looks like all of the data that each user works on is saved to their profile. So we, we need to log into his profile to alter the data. There's no like central repository where all the data is stored. If you can find where their cloud storage is, maybe. Zach's like thinking through it and he's trying to He figures all the all the telescope data must go to a central place. And that would be the best place to input a bug in the code. That is correct. And there would be a place where the central all the data would go from the telescope. But that data is copied and saved, I believe, on their personal profiles. So he'd be working from a copy. And, like, so that might be why he saw the mistake. But if the Yerks go and check the telescope raw data, they're going to see that it was, in fact, accurate. Right? Even though, like, we may introduce, like, a something that looks like a bug, like a coding feature that looks like it's fucked up, but if they go to double-check the actual source data, then it's going to actually be good. So, it'll it'll not only be, like, still damning for him, but then, like, double damning, because it's like, well, why did you have this weird bug in your shit? That is... that is correct. That may work. Alright, so we gotta fix... we gotta fuck up both, right? We I think we need to fuck it up in the central database and then copy the fuck up into his shit. Van, does this make sense? While you guys <laughs> like, were talking, Savannah is gonna start morphing and head out of the room. Like as soon as you guys started tech talking, she was like, "I'm out." She's heading down the stairs and she's going to Elephant. So Zach spins around to say, "Van, does that make sense?" And just sees swinging door. Bro, where are you? <sighs> Fuck! All right, we are on the clock. <laughs>